She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. Stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. Thank you again to Vince Clore and the, the Gleasons for our theme music. This is the Tap Takeover podcast. We are at a very special event today the Rays 420 event, uh, along with Kelly's Greens. She's going to be slinging those edibles today. And I'm here with, uh, with Jesus and Spencer. And gray. All right, so you guys were here with us for the uh, the preview podcast. We kind of set the table for the event today. What are you guys most excited about? Looking at that beer list, looking at uh, everything that we put together. What are you guys most excited about? Uh, I mean, it's it's really hard to choose. When I first walked in, it was it was pretty overwhelming. I mean, there's there's nothing under eight uh, percent. Um, so it's you know, you if you want to drive home, points. you gotta you gotta plan it out. But I think for me, I think it's that Central Waters. The anniversary. I think that Ooh, I think that one uh, that one tickles my fancy the most. Well, for me, uh, I was blown away by the smorgasbord of Kelly Green's stuff you have there. Uh, I'm currently drinking a Waldo's, and it's awesome. So I'm excited about that right now. I did want to ask you about what you're drinking. That's not the anniversary one. What did you start off with? Uh, I started off with the 1840 Joint IPA, actually. Actually, that's the same one I started with, and I went with uh, my second beer I did the Waldo it is the smoothest triple IPA ever so thank you and then uh, did have to get some water with that though <laughs> and I also started with the uh, the 1840 joint IPA uh, I was down there for the uh, the release this past weekend joint uh, IPA fest uh, down near down at 1840 Brewing Company we had a blast right now I'm uh, just finishing up a glass of the um, the sump coffee we put together quite the list here. Uh, like you said, nothing under 8%. No, no. So we brought some big boys and some big, big stouts. So uh, it's going to be an interesting evening. So you mentioned you already spied the uh, table over there with uh, Kelly's Greens. Anything stick out to you? Well, I would say that all of the baked goods is what sticks out. I mean, as far as gummies go, I'm not familiar with Kelly's. I haven't tried those. I have had the baked goods, though, and they're second to none. I mean, I don't know. I've had other CBD gummies, and they all kind of fall into the same category. But when it comes to the baked stuff, this is top-notch. Yeah, whatever sorcery she's doing with those, it's, they, are, they are truly tasty, and they, they do good work. Yeah, she's uh, all handcrafted, hand-extracted. Uh, yeah, she's doing a really good job. Well, thanks, thanks for uh, taking some time to talk about the beers with us, and uh, thanks for previewing this event with us uh, last week. That was a lot of fun sitting down with you guys, and uh, we look forward to the next one. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. So we're here at the uh, the 420 Rays event with Kelly's Greens, and I'm speaking with Kathy Flanagan, kind of a legend in the, the Milwaukee beer scene. No, just 
No. <laughs> uh, so, Kathy, you worked with uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for, for a number of years. You did a number of spotlights on some um, amazing brewers in town. Uh, I remember reading your, uh, your write-up on Mike Romans and his plays. It, it really touched me. You, you did a really fantastic job. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. What does the craft beer community mean to you having, having covered it for, for so long? It's funny because it's the the origin story is it started because I went to a Barley's Angels meeting <laughs> and realized that women are not we're not maybe they are now it's it's gotten a little better we're not treated the same as men when it came to beer and bartenders always offered you a wine list instead of a beer list and it was like this will not stand <laughs> I was very Eleanor Roosevelt about it awesome. um, but then it, at the same time more breweries popped up. 2015, ton of breweries popped up in this area. So, you know, it, it then it became about the people, and that's my favorite part is the people. Mike is a good example. I mean, his beer list has changed considerably since he started, and he's he is actually the godfather of craft beer in town, and I, I'm only sad that I didn't get to Benno's as often, but I think it's Benno's and Mike's and few Romans and a few other places, but, um, yeah, it was fun. And the people all have good stories. Oh. And, and that's what we're here for today. So yeah. uh, we're uh, covering this event, and uh, we put together this, this fantastic beer list. We think it's fantastic. It is. Um, tell us what you're drinking, and tell us what you're excited about up there. I am not sure what I'm drinking, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a young blood because it was just handed to me by Billy. That makes sense. But um, I'm not sure. I, I had both of the... I had the Eagle Park and the um, 1840 version of Joint, nice. which I remember having the first year they did this when they were still just at Hamilton. When that's where Eagle Park was, oh, delicious. It's weird. It came up today in my um, memories <laughs> on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I was there." So time time goes on, but beer stays the same. Oh, that, those were some heady days. We, we love that first joint IPA fest. Oh um, my God, what a good idea! <laughs> so we got out for the uh, the most recent one. Um, if you if you had to choose between the two, so so you've had them both. Which uh, which one is your particular preference? Eighteen forty. That's me too. I yeah. Don't know. How about you, Hayes? <clears throat> That's three. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, it is what it is. I think the Eagle Park is a little thicker. So, you know, if you're that sort of IPA drinker that likes maybe the, the Phase 3, those really, really thick uh, hot butcher kind of IPAs, then maybe that Eagle Park speaks to you. But sometimes, I don't know, sometimes the 1840, they've just got a very subtle touch. It's it's funny because I, I, for a different reason, I was talking to Kyle Vetter from 1840 about IPAs, and he said there's a regional IPA that, it's a regional for Chicago, and it's when you say hot butcher or phase three, it's a little sweeter, a little cloudier, a little bit more of everything, which can be good in limited doses, I would think. I mean, I don't know. I, I tend to veer towards those, and then I go, oh, wait, why am I doing this again? You know, it's like having too much candy. It's like, it's just, why am I doing this again? They're good. Speaking of sweet stuff, there is another lady here today. Erin Kelly has her treats. Did you happen to spy the table? Anything? I don't know if you partake, but uh, oh my gosh. anything over there jump out at you? Everything over there jumps out at me. Everything. She does a really good job with it. I, I, I bought some at Wuckvinter when I was here, and I have maybe three left, so I knew I was going to come to reload. Oh, nice. <laughs> because, I, you know, I work... 
Now that I, I work at Draft and Vessel as a bartender, I work on cement floors, and so my legs can't take it, and that's perfect for end-of-the-night leg pain. Sounds like an old lady, and they won't do this commercial. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. And, Thanks. Uh, it's fun. I'm glad you guys thoughts. are here. Yeah, we, we'd love to sit down with you and, uh, and really do like a full episode. Just talk about, you know, your all of your experience with the uh, the craft brewers. Maybe oh my even gosh. get uh, Mike Romans in on that. And uh, He would love that. Okay. I would love that, too. Thanks. All right. Good let's, to see uh, you guys. let's talk about it. Thanks. Awesome. But I would not feel so all alone. Here again at the Tap Takeover podcast, the 420 event here at Rays with Kelly's Greens, and we are here with Billy from Bl- Young Blood. Billy, how are you doing tonight? Everything's awesome. This is one of our uh, our best spots to throw any kind of event. So yeah, everything's awesome. How are you guys doing tonight? So far, so good, Jim. Uh, wh- how do you like an event? Absolutely fantastic so far. I mean, can we not first talk about this tap list? Uh, you've had a chance, uh, Billy. What do you think of this tap list? Uh, it's awesome. I've only actually ran my way through a couple of them, doing currently our beer, the Topher Grace, no, absolutely not. Uh, and then I also did the uh, the joint, which another glass is waiting for me, I believe, somewhere which around joint? here. The joint from 1840. So let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, Youngblood's uh, entry on the list here. Uh, <laughs> why the Topher Grace hate? Okay. So it is, I, I'm not going to call it full-on hate. I'm going to say that as a young man who loved reading comic books as a even younger man, watching uh, the nerd from uh, a sitcom become Venom was v- like a heartbreaking experience. And, uh, and he didn't do a good job. And you know what? I think he probably would agree with me if he heard this podcast. So I'm not going to say sorry for that. However, I will say, because a couple weeks ago I got uh, nice and lubricated we'll say and watched uh, predators have you seen that that's the uh it's a predator the movie the predator uh, there's like a, a bunch of sequels it, instead of the aliens coming here to hunt people they imported like killers to hunt on their homeland and uh from different planets and topher grace was actually probably uh, one of the shining lights because adrian brody the pianist was the main <laughs> guy and it was kind of like okay i don't know if i trust this <laughs> so yeah so tell us uh, tell us about how you guys got started uh with young blood so you got you came out of the uh, the hacienda beer tree we like to call it uh yeah kind of so myself i i owned a company called craft beer partners and so i worked for a handful of different breweries and i sold their beer and like events and whatnot in the milwaukee madison fox valley areas for like four years. I brought on a client called uh, Plain Spoke Cocktails, which was my friend who uh, was managing a place in Madison called Lucille and Merchant. He created a a canned cocktail company and he uh, wanted to bring me in to do sales for him. So he was gonna utilize my kind of like freelance sales guy um, thing. And in closing, I uh, basically told him, I was like, I don't know if I wanna do this for too long. So I, oh, that's mine. Hell yeah. There's my joint just laid right in front of me. Looking good. Pass the duchy. I basically told him, I was like, I don't know how long I want to do this. I want to start a brewery. And then he asked me, he's like, are we going to start a brewery? And then we started a brewery. 
and from that we went looking for our head brewer, which was Kyle Gregorish, who was the uh, head brewer at Door County Hacienda. He created all the recipes that Hacienda was using um, and launched with. He created um, kind of just on his back his awesome, awesome palette, and everything that he did for that brand was um, monumental. And we basically were like, uh, hey, do you want to be part owner in a brewery instead of working for a brewery? Because he was kind of under the thumb of a family that he couldn't, like, he couldn't become an ownership. So he was like, yeah, let's go. And so we began and then we opened in, um, uh, what was it, uh, May of 2020. Perfect time. Best. Uh, this is my quote, uh, and I stand with it. Worst time to open a brewery since Prohibition. <laughs> Oh my God! Joint tastes so good, everybody. Good God! All right. Eighteen forty Eagle Park. They're the the monsters in Milwaukee right now. Like no doubt, that is sensational. So I, I'll tell you what. Uh, speaking of eighteen forty, you guys have a collaboration uh, coming out. The is it the Island Divorce Attorney? That's right. The second year we've done it, Island Divorce Attorney, and that all stems from our um, our partner Tom. He's, uh, for a while, he was kind of growing out his hair, and he's a, uh, accustomed <laughs> to wearing, like, flowery shirts. And uh, every now and again, we'd hit him with something, and we got a handful of beer names. One of them was uh, Frank Zappa Vibes, because he had a um, Fu Manchu mustache for a little while. Nice. And then another one was, you look like an island divorce attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nailed it. Like, if you see him, you'll be like, yep, got it. Easy peasy. But, yeah, I mean... One of the cool things about when we were starting out because of uh, our circumstance um, was a lot of friends were willing to help out, which is really awesome. And it doesn't really happen in a lot of industries. So, I mean, we were canning our first beers off of Eagle Park's, like, crowler machine. They gave it to us. They're like, use this. Give it back when you're done. We did our first collab with 1840. You know, like we were doing pop-ups at a bunch of different places, Badger State, Mobcraft. Like people just welcomed up, uh, us with open arms. And it's like, it's probably one of the coolest things ever. And the most 420 thing I think I could think of. Because that, that what what says like, be cool, man, like, like the beer industry. It's pretty awesome. Hey, bringing it all back around. Hell yeah. Hey, thanks for taking some time to uh, speak with us. Uh, we'll let you get to your joint and your edibles. Yeah, you guys gotta get up to us and let's get one. Let's get one on the books. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll we'll trade cards real quick and we'll we'll make sure this happens. How's that sound? Right, fantastic. And we continue here at the 420 event at Ray's Growler Gallery. Here in Watosa, we now have Marty from 1840. Thanks very much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys choosing our beer to be on draft here tonight. This is a fun event. It would be remiss of us to have a 420 event and not have the Eagle Park 1840 joint collaboration. Joint, right? <laughs> it's a pretty cool concept, right? We're like brewing our own beers, but kind of the same concept and putting them against each other where we're making a nice double IPA and making it as dank as we possibly can. So it's really fun when we can uh, do a side-by-side, -side, which right now I'm drinking the 1841. I'm a little biased. But. So we've been trying this basically since it started. The two, the two of you guys came out with the joint. And um, what have been any differences that you've done throughout the years? And then uh, 
kind of let us know about the the hops that you guys use. So this is the first year I'm pretty sure that we've strayed from our recipe. Uh, historically, we've done mostly like mosaic, citra, um, and just. I don't know. Mostly mosaic, I feel like, is really what we're pouring in there. This year, we got a little bit different. Now, I guess I should also ask, so does that mean they also deviate? Or Oh, yeah. So we each brew totally different different hops. Like, everything is totally different. Not totally different, but they use a different hop profile. We use a different hop profile. And then this year, we actually went a little bit different than normal. We used uh, some Medusa hops. Uh, which oh, is a, a newer, yeah, a newer neo Mexicanus uh, hop strain. But we also use the Mosaic Incognito, uh, which yeah. is like the you guys know what Mosaic Incognito is. But the Nelson Sauvin and uh, okay. Strata hops. So like the Strata Ooh. and Medusa like really make it dank. Yeah. Um, well, you're also saying that you've got a little bit more white wine on there, and I was wondering like. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they do have some Nelson Sauvignon in and there. And that's definitely the the note that I'm getting from that uh, particular uh, hop is that like this is so dry, if or it finishes so dry, and it's got this like like you said white wine or white grape kind of characteristic to it, um, where it's it's one of those beers where I take a sip of it and I'm like, yeah, I need more. You know, as like as soon as I'm done, I'm like, I shouldn't even put that glass down. I'm gonna drink more of it. So then uh, there's really no collaboration, or at least uh, pre-meetings before brew day, other than you're still making an IPA, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's really how it goes. It's like, yeah, so uh, we're doing joint. We're going to release it this time. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. So we were able to pick up. We just had our joint street fest um, last weekend, and we had the Eagle Park uh, variant of the joint right next to ours, just like y'all do tonight. Um, and uh, it's really fun. Like those guys designed a really great logo this year for the uh, for their joint, and they were selling like limited T-shirts and stuff. So both breweries get pretty into it. And uh, you know they used to be more our neighbor uh, than they are now when they were in the Lincoln Warehouse. So it's uh, you know cool to see how things have uh, changed, but also stayed the same. Let's talk about the list here today. So obviously you have the 1840. Any other ones you're going to try? I also had the uh, Youngblood Sour, um, which was very complex, um, but also pretty well-balanced and like subtle, which I can't remember what ingredients Billy all said was in. That was like apricot, uh, cinnamon, and vanilla. I think there was another fruit in there, mango maybe. But it was really nice. Uh, that was a real like pleasant drinking experience where, I mean, it, it clocks in at 9% which is huge for a fruited sour, I feel like. Most of ours are float around the, you know, six to seven, seven and a half maybe. And having a 9% one go as light as that was, um, or as easy, that was good. Yeah, it's, it's extremely smooth. It's weird, but like in the best <laughs> way. Yeah, like just, it's a, it, I feel like cinnamon was the first thing that jumped out at me. And then the vanilla really like stuck on my palate. Uh, and it was just like... I don't know. I was into that. I haven't had any of the other beers yet. Um, there's the, um, oh gosh, was, the, was it Third Space? No. Oh, Mystic Knot. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. There's, there's like the 11% IPA, triple IPA. Oh, the Waldos. Yeah, what was, who did that one? Uh, that is Lagunitas. Lagunitas, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Lagunitas's The Waldos. Yeah, so I saw that one on there and I was like, all right, I, I want to drink that, but also 11%, like, geez. My advice is just get that with a glass of water. Yeah, because that's what I did. It's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I'll do. Yeah, I'll do a five ounce pour. It's of that. smooth, but it, it will creep up on you. Yeah. So I get. I guess we gotta also talk since we are here at a 420 event. We got 
Kelly's Greens here. Did you happen to look at anything at the table that interests you? Uh, well, we've worked with uh, Kelly's Greens a handful of times already at 1840. They were actually just at our uh, joint fest last weekend. I think we've done like four events with them already. And yeah, I mean, the their Delta 8 gummies are like they take you out of this world. Uh, the first time I had those, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And I'm well practiced <laughs> when it comes to uh, the world of 420 themes. And uh, this, I was like, I was sky high, man. It was cool. I was floating in the clouds. I put on some Pink Floyd, you know, that was just what I needed. Well, she said if anybody comes over here and talks to us, send them over there and get a little treat. So, Oh, yeah. I'll definitely yeah, uh, make sure to there. get something pocketed here. Uh, I also heard you guys had some questions about the twisted plants. Is that true? The the food truck outside? Yeah, we happened to notice there was a food truck outside, twisted plants. Uh, it was, I don't know if they were setting up or taking down, but yeah. uh, if you got any info on that. Yeah, so we've also worked with them quite a few times in the past. They're um, like all plant-based uh, food, so it's all vegan or vegetarian and you know twisted plants it's 420 theme and they do um all their like food names have like weed connotations to it so it's like um super bad uh friday uh next friday friday after next you know it's like <laughs> but uh, it, pineapple it, express even though they're vegan it's not healthy Right. You. Yeah. No. It's total stoner food. Yeah. So I like had deep the, fried, uh, lots of cheese. I had the super bad burger, which is uh, Beyond Burger or Impossible Burger. I think they said they did Beyond Burgers, um, but then it's like nacho cheese or cheese whiz and uh, jalapenos and on a pretzel bun. I mean, it's it was really good. And we've done a handful of events with those guys as well, where they've come to our tap room and we have a traveling beer garden series. Uh, where we travel with a, a food truck and uh, live music. And they've been, uh, gosh, probably five or six events. And uh, what they're doing is is pretty cool. They're opening a new spot on Brady Street. Uh, I think they said before the end of this month here. Um, so they're they're cooking with grease now, too. So uh, Awesome. And then any upcoming events uh, 1840s having? So, yeah, we actually have a ton of stuff on the schedule right now. Uh, thanks for asking. We have our uh, first, like, beer garden of the season on Saturday, May 7th. Uh, it's at Heritage Trails up in Slinger. Um, Germantown. Is it Germantown, technically? Yes. All right, well, whatever. I grew up there, so. It, it's the same neck of the woods. <laughs> Anyways, there's, uh, uh, it's Women's, like, International Mountain Biking Day. All right, awesome. And uh, they asked us to come up because they have all those uh, really groovy um, – bike trails up there so we're gonna have our beer trailer up there that's our first beer garden event of the summer and then we have one pretty much every weekend for the rest of the summer after that where every friday and saturday we'll have a food truck and our eight tap beer trailer and some live music kind of traveling around the greater milwaukee area which is it's a ton of fun we generally have pretty nice crowds for those and everyone seems to enjoy uh, being out in the summer in a park setting, it doesn't get much better than that. But our next like real big event, uh, we have our anniversary party. We're celebrating five years this summer, which is wild. Wow. Um, but it's going to be on uh, July 23rd. We have uh, local Madison band Steez playing with us. Uh, they're going to play probably like a three-hour set. Uh, they're super fun. Man, we have so many events coming up this summer, it's hard to tr keep track of. But that's our next like real big one that we have going on. And I think we do have... Like a couple beer fests we'll be at, like um, the 024 Beer on the Bridge uh, in Grafton. Uh, we'll be at 608 Fest, uh, Door County Beer Fest, 
we have a ton of these festivals we're doing. I'm actually next weekend. I'm going to be uh, in the Wisconsin Dells for the Rare Beer Fest. So, or Rare Barrel Affair, I think is actually what it's called. So, we got a ton of irons in the fire right now. <laughs> awesome, Marty. Thank you again. Thanks for having us, guys. Really appreciate you being here. Cheers. And we continue on here at 420 at Ray's Growler Gallery, North Avenue, Wyatosa. And we've been talking to a lot of industry insiders, but uh, we wanted to reach out to a customer who just turns out to be also an industry insider. So we have uh, Mike here, who is also the father of Lisa the Bartendress. And Mike, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing great. Had a couple of really great beers. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I've actually been in the beer business for 42 years. The last 12 is an independent consultant, so I work with a lot of craft breweries and their marketing strategy and things like that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a lot of years, a little bit before there was a craft beer industry. So tell us a little bit about your history. Who did you start with and um, who you're working with now? I started at Miller Brewing Company in 1979, worked there for about 30 years before I went out on my own. And I actually don't have a lot of local clients. I've worked with Sprecher Root Beer locally, but I have a lot of clients around the country. I've worked with Sierra Nevada, Flying Fish in New Jersey, a brewery called Amsterdam in Toronto, which is one of my favorite clients. They have a lot of great beers. So I enjoy working with all of them. It's a lot of fun. So are those stories back in the day, are those true? The good old days of Miller? Depends on which story you're talking about. <laughs> Some are true. <laughs> Some might be a little exaggerated. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, what are you seeing in the uh, beer world today? What uh, what kind of advice can you give to people that are looking to uh, increase sales? Well, I actually have a lot of opinions on that. Probably too many for this <laughs> podcast. But I really, I I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but I do see a trend in the craft beer business. To craft brewers used to be trend leaders, and a lot of them have become trend followers. And I think for any small brewery, it's really still important to stay true to your vision and be who you are and not just follow trends exclusively. There's certainly good business reasons to follow trends to an extent, but you still have to establish your own identity and your own reason for being. So before we get to the tap list tonight and kind of the event itself, any breweries that you see that are holding true to that those values? It's a little tough. Uh, I, I Sierra Nevada is a brewery that I think is both reinvented itself but stayed true to who it's always been and that's a very difficult line to walk but I think they're doing a really good job of that there are other breweries that I won't name that I think have uh, sort of changed what they're doing yeah we're only doing the good that's good so I won't talk about those but yes here in Nevada I'm a big fan of Allagash out of Portland Maine I think they're really great they have stayed true to who they are while still managing to adapt to trends as I said that's a it's a difficult line to walk, but they're doing a good job. Yeah, and uh, so what are you drinking right now? I am drinking the Lagunitas uh, Triple IPA. Yeah, the Waldo. The Waldo's. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, good choice doing a half pour. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so is that the one you started with, or anything else that up well, there I, screaming at you? I started with the Central Waters 23, so... Oh boy. <laughs> Believe me, I've had enough for the evening. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into what, what 420 is, and uh, one of them is obviously music, and we're playing a little Grateful Dead here. 
but I, I hear there's uh, quite a bit of discussion going on around the bar, not only about uh, you know how well Grateful Dead is, but also some Rolling Stones versus Beatles. Uh, what's going on here, Mike? What kind of trouble are you causing? Well, I love rock music almost as much as I love craft beer, and I have a lot of opinions there as well, and I caused a little controversy at the bar by saying that I felt the Grateful Dead was probably the most overrated band ever. Not that they're not a great band, just that they're overrated. And then I brought up the Stones, who I think are the greatest band of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are, those are big opinions there. But uh, Mike, well, thanks so much for joining us today, and have a great 420. Thank you. Thanks, Thank bye. You. Bye-bye. Sing my song tough all night long As I take hits from the ball And we continue on here with the 420 event at Ray's Growler Gallery on North Avenue in Watosa. And we have the one, the only, Rob, general manager of said Growler Gallery. <laughs> thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, this is fantastic. What a great tap list we put together. Yeah, we, we went a little over the top with the ABVs, but otherwise, <laughs> it's amazing. I think about this tap list basically based on what we said last week. To have a collection of eight beers at this level would have been unheard of a couple of years ago. So you guys outdid yourselves. Uh, everybody has a big, uh, you know, shiny grin on their face <laughs> with uh, with a little bit, uh, a, you know, affected by the alcohol quite a bit. We're just going to chalk it up to just fantasticness <laughs> of the menu because uh, yeah, the the response so far has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, we've had some industry insiders come through, which is amazing to have them just show up. And uh, the event so far, especially with Aaron's, uh, Kelly Green's pop-up shop, has been fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, Aaron's killing it over there. I haven't seen traffic stop once in front of our tables. I know seeing stuff coming in from the Twisted Plant food truck, and we're all just biding our time till the Bucks get to uh, beat the Bulls for game two. So, yeah, thank you for making this. Like The ambiance is great. I love hosting uh, industry insiders, like you said, and it's been great to see so many friendly faces from the area breweries. So I know you're working, but uh, how, which ones have you tried so far? Which beers? Well, yeah, I'm working really hard on not getting too drunk off exactly. of the tablets. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I started off, had to do both of the joints. I did a uh, full pour of the Youngblood uh, Topher Grace, and uh, man... Nine percent on that, you know, on that sour, and then uh, the Waldos, the smoothest eleven plus percent. Yeah, I think I mentioned that during our little preview. I should not have done a full pour. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still hitting me. Yeah, that was a big one. And then uh, I've all. Well, I mean, I took a sip of all of them when I was putting the beers on this morning. But yeah, proper pour. I had a little five ounce of the the Central Waters twenty three. Sorry, I I kind of didn't even talk to you guys about. I uh, made a, a last-minute audible, and I had a 23, so I decided to buck the 24 that you originally picked, and I figured nobody would be upset with that. Uh, no, because I've got the 23 right here, uh-huh. and it is fantastic. It, you know, it strikes me every year. It, it, I don't know why, but it's like, oh, this year it'll be like this flavor profile, and every year it's like super chocolatey. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so delicious. I can't believe they did this. But it still keeps so much bar- barrel character, and I just love that the uh, ap- absolute like kind of watermark stamp of the Central Water style on all the barrel aged stuff. It's just 
ever present with their stuff. I love it. Did you try the 24 before you made that call? You just wanted to go 23. Uh, in all honesty, I just kind of made the choice for myself. I've, I got, I, we're very fortunate, uh, especially with our relationship with Central Waters for our, uh, our event in August. Uh, that, yeah, I was kind of sitting on a plethora of phenomenal barrels from them. So I had to like, you know, weed through the black gold and the 24. Oh, so yeah. hard. <laughs> well, you know, this is another subject that we didn't touch on uh, with the pandemic last week is there are breweries like Central Waters that obviously sit on a plethora of uh, bourbon barrel aged beers. You know, they couldn't plan on a shutdown of bars and restaurants for a year and a half or a pandemic. So they had all these scheduled out as well as, you know, still having uh, postponed their anniversary and black old parties. And, you know, thankfully for us, we got to benefit that we got to see more come into the market for distribution than we should ever expect again. And frankly, we're being absolutely spoiled. Yeah, absolutely. And not only have some, uh, you know, released what came out. Many just left it in the barrel. So, like, what was supposed to be a one year now became a two or three year yeah. uh, age. And uh, <laughs> we've seen some some pretty awesome beers come out. You know, it's just been, there's been silver linings. And just to keep the glass half full, all pun intended, you know, there are reasons in the beer industry that the pandemic got to make some good fortune out of this, I guess. I think we got a little info on the food truck earlier, but uh, I think you're the man that really could give us more info. Yeah, we did a last-minute surprise with our friends from Twisted Plants. Vegan food truck based out of a brick-and-mortar restaurant down in Cudahy. But they've got a small fleet of uh, food trucks and trailers that you'll see around town, and it's awesome. And the thing I have to say about – I mean, I'm not vegan myself, but – I, I like that they take away any misnomer that vegan is just a bunch of nuts and berries and eating like a like a rabbit. They make decadent, naughty food, you know, nachos and cheese and barbecue jackfruit. And uh, it's, yeah, it, it it's, it's uh, satisfying comfort food when you're drinking and partaking in any other celebrations on 420 as you would ever wish. So speaking of celebrations, there is another table here. We got Kelly's Greens. Did you uh, grab anything from the table? Not just yet. I uh, I do have my eye on a couple of uh, carrot cake cookies, but uh, that's what I've been looking forward to most. I, uh, you know, I've, I've got a little inflammation from my workout that I, I need some CBD to help cure those ills, I think. So thank you, Aaron, for being here. Yeah, we love running into her at every event uh, that we're able to. So, Rob, thanks again for hosting a fantastic event here at Ray's. And, uh, you know, if you weren't able to make it here tonight on 420, come on down anytime because Rob will have something special just for you. Well, thank you very much, guys. I mean, having this celebration on one of our Wednesday flight nights has been great. And, uh, you know, I really look forward to keep on listening to what you guys have coming out next. Any uh, hints on the next brewery visit? Yeah. Uh, I want to say there's a certain Madison brewery uh, nice. that will, will absolutely be on the list. Well, that's awesome. So thanks again, Tap Takeover gents, and we'll see you soon. All right, cheers. I'm going to stop singing this song because I'm high. I'm singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. We continue on here at the 420 event, and we have a real special guest, a friend of the show, 
Dale from Toppling Goliath. Thanks for coming back, uh, buddy. It's always great to see you. And, uh, you know, we know you're back from the Tyranina days. Well, which one, though? The one from Tyranina or the first interview when uh, it was Stein and Dine? And, oh, and, now uh, there's a throwback. That, that was the first time I was on the show was a Stein and Dine interview where uh, you guys followed me out for a cigarette break after the tables were cleared. Because that was the only time I had that day. I was really busy. And, we, uh, we may have stalked people. Yeah, yeah. Not so that lie. was the first time I, I appeared. So that might even have been in a single-digit episode. <laughs> that was. That was absolutely single digits. But, Dale, it's always it's a pleasure to have you back. And thank you for joining us on this 420 event here at Ray's Growler Gallery, North Avenue in Wauwatosa. Hey, why don't you just uh, update us on what's uh, new at Toppling Goliath? Oh, man. Toppling Goliath has a bunch of new stuff in store. we got some new Fandango flavors coming out this year. The Assassin release was just announced. Lottery winners were announced yesterday. So that's always fun. Uh, one of the things that we have on tap here today, as well as a new series we've been doing, is uh, the Fresh Batch series. So today we feature in the Fresh Batch Pastry Stout S'mores that you guys picked out. 10% pastry stout, s'mores flavors. The one difference with our fresh batch series that we do as opposed to some of the other pastry stouts is none of our fresh batches are actually going to include lactose. So it just widens it up to a bigger demographic of people that can enjoy the beers. Like, for instance, my girlfriend's vegan, so she's never had a pastry stout. And now she can enjoy dessert beers, you know, without having to worry about her dietary restrictions. Uh, funny thing about getting old, lactose is not like me either. So <laughs> thank you. See? See? So we're just thinking about guys like you, Jesus. You know, we're trying to make it so everybody can enjoy the decadence. Appreciate it. So let's talk about the rest of the list here. I know you brought yours. Uh, anything else up there that uh, kind of popped out at you? Anything you tried? Well, uh, definitely Sump. Uh, I think it's the first time I've had Sump in about three years. I kind of forgot how much I love that beer. And anytime there's a Central Waters anniversary beer on tap, you know I'm going to have five ounces of that before I go home. Our friends over there, we did the Topping Waters project last year that I think everybody really thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, we yes. Have, we have one more tapping of that coming up uh, May 6th in Waukesha. We'll have both versions of the beer on tap. So yeah, the Tap Yard Waukesha. Yeah, we got a chance to enjoy uh, a bottle of that at the uh, Central Waters MKE Grand Opening. Uh, which was uh, just a special event. So uh, happy to be a part of it, and one of the greatest beers of all time. I mean, I mean, seriously, without a doubt, is fantastic. Especially at seventeen freaking percent. Yeah. So that seventeen percent, I think it's seventeen four. So that's gonna be their version of the beer. So what some people to this day still are unaware of. I know you guys are already queued in, but there were two different versions of that beer. One made at our house. One made at Central Waters. Yep. And the, the thought process behind the, the program was going to be to take the same beer, the same ingredients, and see what happens when it's made in two different places. And, uh, you know, automatically you're already going to have a difference in the flavor just based on waters. You know, our water source versus their water source. And then on that, you have your different nuances where they typically run a little bit longer of a fermentation time. We typically do a little bit shorter. We have ABV cap at 15% in Iowa. So I was actually trying to coordinate getting a barrel of their version to our tap room because their version came out about a month earlier. And as I'm describing to the brewery how awesome Central Waters taste, I go down, oh, it's 17.4%, and the brewery stops me in the meeting, and they're like, well, hold on. We can't serve that legally, so <laughs> tell them thanks, but we don't need a barrel anymore. Um, but, yeah, so it was just a really awesome project, two totally different beers, and uh, we were really thrilled with it. 
Yeah, uh, so I haven't had a chance to have uh, Toppling Goliath's version, but if uh, I'm in Waukesha... We, we can help you rectify that. <laughs> well, we're going to have to talk after this. So the other part of this uh, fun event is the pop-up that uh, Kelly's Green had. So anything uh, that table's full of nice treats, did you actually uh, go enjoy some or anything that pops out at you? I haven't enjoyed any tonight because, uh, you know, I am driving, so we're trying to be responsible. But uh, that cornbread cookie is calling my name. Uh, I love cookies, I love sugar cookies, and I love cornbread. And uh, a lot of amazing flavors that Aaron has uh, whipped up uh, this evening, as well as always. So, Dale, you have a, another event coming up uh, with Ray's, uh, just, like, just like we've put together tonight, but uh, a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. I think you guys are going to be taking up the entire parking lot with Top and Goliath beers, as well as a couple of streets. Please tell us. Uh, I think this news just broke yesterday. Yeah, we just started hitting the social media advertisements about it. We're really, really excited to say that we partnered with Rays for um, what we hope to be an annual block party. We're going to be calling it Toppling the Raborhood uh, as we come in and evade Rays. Uh, so all day, uh, June 5th from noon to 6, we're going to be outside with multiple different beer stations set up. Uh, we have an entire section dedicated to our Fandango Sour Series we're going to call Fandango Island. Uh, we have a barrel-aged rare uh, jockey box offerings, and then we're going to have two tap trailers of all the awesome TG brands that you guys have known uh, come to love. Some old faithfuls as well as some new styles, uh, like a current uh, in-the-works triple IPA collaboration with Blackstack called Suds and Buds will be featured there. Well, you know, not that it's that far to Decorah, but it is a, it's a day trip for sure. And uh, if no one's been able to make it, this sounds like the perfect event to really get into some of those rare Toppling Goliath special brews. Uh, that really sounds amazing. Definitely. I mean, uh, we know what we have to, uh, you know, the shoes we have to fill. The Three Floyds Walk Finter event is always stellar. Uh, they bring amazing beers. Same thing with the Central Waters Block Party. So we know that that when you come to Ray's, Ray's expects you to bring your best. And uh, we, we have our best uh, foot forward in this event, and we're really excited to share our stuff with you guys. Well, absolutely amazing. Everyone should uh, definitely look forward to that. And Dale, as always, thanks, buddy, and cheers, mate. Thanks for having me back. I'm sure we'll have a sub some soon together. I always heard that his herb was top shelf. And Lord, I just could not wait to find out for myself. Well, don't knock it till you tried it. And I've tried it, my friend. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. Closing out our 420 Rays event here, uh, we've had a lot of fun. Jesus, how's this been? It's been pretty epic. I've, I've tried half of the beers. I'm, I'm still driving home. It's a school night. i got to take it easy. All right. I, I think I've tried 70% of the beers, and I'm very happy with the tap list we put together. But we're going to close this out in the best way that we possibly can. We've been talking about her all night. It's finally time for her to speak for herself. Erin Kelly of Kelly's Greens, can you please tell us about uh, some of the treats that you brought for us? They have been a huge hit. All of the brewers, everybody that I've talked to tonight has been talking about them. Happy to tell you, Alex. So uh, for this 420 event, we are so thrilled to be invited by uh, Ray's to come out and make a spread of Delta 8 and CBD cookies. And because of 420, we really focused on that Delta 8 because Delta 8 makes you feel great. So we uh, came up with two different seasonal cookies. We did a carrot cake cookie with cream cheese frosting and toasted pecans, with a little cinnamon and sugar. 
and we did a Delta 8 coconut lime cookie. Both those cookies have 20 milligrams of Delta 8. We also did some of our standby favorites. We did our cornbread cookie with orange honey buttercream. Think Maxie's cornbread with that nice magical kick of Delta 8. And we also did our cosmic brownie cookie because who doesn't love a brownie cookie? Crunchy, chewy, topped with chocolate ganache and rainbow chocolate chips. All of those have 20 milligrams of Delta 8. Delta 8's one uh, molecule off of Delta 9. Nice relaxing effect, no anxiety, shoulders come down, and nice euphoric body buzz. What about the truffles? I saw those go flying off the shelves. I had to jump on, on a couple. You know, a uh, good call on getting them early because we did sell out of our truffles. We had two different kinds of Delta 8 truffles tonight. We had a dark chocolate Jameson truffle as well as a peanut butter truffle with 20 milligrams of Delta 8. Great gifts to get. Nice, uh, easy, easily kept in your freezer for when, whenever you're ready to indulge. All right. So obviously we're here for your treats, but we're also here for the beer. What are you drinking right now? And uh, anything else on that list that you're going for? I, I can't help but love the, the 1840 Joint Beer Fest uh, beer. It seems to hit me with those hop notes and nice and clean and fresh. I also plan on having that Mystic Knot because... You know, uh, when you're the 1986 Red Hair and Freckle champion, <laughs> you always go for that Irish mystic knot. And I think we, during our preview episode, we mentioned about pairing. Did you try some pairings? The pairing of the cosmic brownie with the mystic knot, win-win. Now, let's uh, talk about some of these events that uh, you've been at recently. You, you mentioned the Joint Beer Fest, uh, the 1840 Joint Beer Fest. You, you were there uh, in force uh, selling, the, selling the good baked goods. Uh, tell us about how that event went for you. And let's talk about this next event up in June, uh, the Toppling Goliath event. How have these events, these beer events, been going with uh, the Kelly's Greens brand? Well, it turns out that uh, those that like hops like hemp. So we're having a great audience visit Kelly's Greens when we're at these beer fests. Um, we are, we've been lucky enough to be paired with some of the best in the industry. We had, a, we had great experiences with 1840 at their Oktoberfest, our first event ever. We just did their joint beer fest. It was amazing. They know how to throw a party. They had a DJ spinning uh, vintage classic hip-hop records and a live band. And all kinds of great beers on tap. So 1840 was great. Our friends here at Ray's have been amazing. Uh, we're looking forward to the event on June 5th, the Toppling Goliath pop-up here in the parking lot at Ray's. Lots of, uh, lots of fun to be had. But people don't have to come out to the, I mean, we want them to come out to the events, but tell them about everything you can get on the website. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so our treats are available. It's it's easiest to find out where we are doing our pop-ups by following us on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, uh, so you know where we're at. Otherwise, it's as simple as placing an order at kellysgreens.com, and you can pick it up right in uh, the Milwaukee area at our doorstep, or uh, happy to deliver to you as well. So you can order those CBD and Delta 8 cookies, gummies, and truffles right on our website and support local business and, and feel real nice. So, uh, final question, what's the next beer up for you? Mystic Knot and Cosmic Brownie up next, baby. That's, that's, how, you <laughs> that's how you end the night. All right.
right. Thanks so much for joining us, Aaron Kelly of Kelly's Greens. And I think that's going to do it for us. So uh, for me, for Alex. Jesus. Aaron Kelly from Kelly's Greens. This has been another solid non-fail production. Yeah.